Hey guys, this is Mike Glover. So excited to be on Wong's Defining Moment podcast. Uh, we talked about everything. He just really got into my business and we talked about family. We talked about success. We talked about failures. And so you got to watch this. You got to stay tuned for it. Uh, this is Defining Moments podcast. Thank you for tuning into Defining Moments podcast. This episode is brought to you by CMM Financial Services. At CMM, we know how hard it is to find someone who knows and cares enough to create the tax and wealth plan that you deserve. After walking alongside hundreds of clients for the past 20 years with accounting, bookkeeping, tax strategy, and financial planning, we have created a proven system to help you reach your financial goals. CMM has your complete financial team to reach your financial goals. Book a call at cmmfinancialservices.com. Welcome back to the Undefeated Show, Defining Moments podcast. We're located in the Triple B of OKC in Kyle Golding's beautiful studio. There's something good always in the great state of Oklahoma, and today's very special guest is News Nine's Mike Glover. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, man. This is cool. Yeah. I love this. Yeah, I you, love this setup. Yeah, this is you're nice. a DJ. Uh, f- former, because I, I I don't need to try that anymore. But yeah, yeah I love music. Yeah, yeah I love so, music. So you can kind of dig this vibe. Yes, because Kyle Golding yes. does an amazing job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I was I was a DJ in the eighties. Okay, and so music still is what kind of gets me going a lot, man. I, <laughs> I, I I I'm one of those guys that literally I can be dead tired, go home on Friday night just exhausted, and if I put in the earbuds. It's it, it's a wrap. I will be up two three o'clock in the morning <laughs> listening to music. YouTube is probably the worst thing that happened for me <laughs> because it goes through and it and another old song will pop up and it's like oh god haven't heard that in a while and and I'll be playing a game on the lap on the on the tablet yeah and listening to music and next thing I know it's like oh god it's two thirty in the morning yeah and that's just that's that's my you know. That's my thing is I love music. I love it. And so you have good natural energy. And so the DJ makes sense. Yeah. What you do for News 9 makes sense. Have you DJed weddings before? I have not. Okay. I have not. But when I DJed, and a lot of people don't know this, when I DJed, I went to every university. Uh, I was in, I went to most towns and small towns, big towns. Uh, I DJed a lot of after parties for the rap concerts, yeah. Run DMC, and what? met a lot of rappers. No. And I was, I don't, I was, that was my day, yeah. Okay. I was a, I was a DJ and did a lot of parties. Lot of Run parties. DMC. Run DMC. My favorite rap group of all time was Houdini. Okay. Loved them <laughs> and got to meet them. Uh, now, wow. LL, but here's the deal. I got to meet them. They don't know me. <laughs> That's just the reality. They don't know who I am. Yeah. But it was just, a, you know, a big deal for me to be able to meet them. Yeah. And so, yeah, that was that was my college days. That's all. Did you say LL? LL. Like LL Cool J? Yeah, I got like, to meet him. No doubt. Yeah. Wow. I mean, again, he don't know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not like this, you can walk up to him and say, hey, you remember Mike Glover? He'd be like, who? <laughs> but I did get to meet him, and it was a big deal for me. But you know, man. So I did a lot of their after parties when they when they were touring and yeah. and during the summer, and I got to do their after parties. Okay, so I got to meet them. Okay, favorite LL Cool J song? Oh gosh, 
I'm bad. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was yeah, probably I'm bad, but I mean, um God, so many, man. Yeah, he's he's sure. really talented. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Good actor too. Yeah. 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 Favorite run DMC song. Run DMC song. Oh man, you would do that to me. Yeah. Um Oh gosh, so many. Run's house. Okay. Whose house? Run's house. Uh, yeah. I got you. Yep. I got you. Yeah. Okay. Very Houdini good. is going to be one love without question. Uh, I was going, uh, without that question, was my next question. Okay. One love. That that. <laughs> oh man, the ultimate Houdini song. But yeah, yeah, it's so awesome, <laughs> man. We want to give this to you. Oh this gosh, is, wait, really? Yeah, a gift from our show. Okay. My wife and I and Kyle, we give swag to our guests, and so we want you to have some cool swag. Really? Well, we to- we think it's cool. Well, I, it's fragile, so just be careful. Okay, you, don't just don't drop it. Don't drop. It says on here, "Do not drop." So I'm not yeah. going to drop it. If you want to open, open it, it now, you're more than okay. To. Whoa, what do you? Don't give me, <laughs> don't give me weapons, Juan. You know better than that. I mean, well, you, maybe you don't, but <laughs> are you a lefty too? I'm a lefty. Oh yes. my man, same here, brother. Really? Yeah. That, that's the most creative people that are lefties. So, well, you're creative. I'm not. So, thank you for the compliment. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> But yeah, okay. So we did it. There, there you go. We survived. Oh wow! Oops. So I got a mug, coffee mug, and I love coffee. <laughs> Man, dude, this is this is cool. This is yeah. So should I get to take this out and show it? Uh, you, you can if you want. I hope you wear it one day. I am gonna wear it. Heck yeah, I'm gonna wear it. <laughs> we do Red Friday, so remember everyone deployed. It's Red Fridays, and so wow. red is our our color of choice on Fridays. Okay, thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Man, I got gifts, <laughs> <laughs> lots of them. <laughs> this is wow. Okay, and this is that's one of our uh, slogans. This is it's, your moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what does that mean? This is your moment. It's Defining just, moments. I got that. But. Yeah. This is your moment when you go out there and you think, hey, man, this is my moment that I've got to capture, whether it's on video, whether it's on the mic, or whether it's just in life. And this is my moment where I can go and conquer something. Yeah. Right? So that's, this is your moment. And undefeated. Yeah. That's our word. Undefeated. So tell <laughs> me about that. I, I know you're supposed to interview me, but I'm, <laughs> I'm just curious now. So... And, in 2020, I went to my parents' house during the shutdown, and I asked them about the virus and the two weeks to, quote, unquote, flatten the curve. And my parents didn't really show any concern. My dad in Vietnamese was telling me, hey, we were, we were dodging bullets. We were on the boat for 33 days fleeing communism. People were dying of starvation and of hunger and different diseases on that fishing boat. And so my First word came to my mind, I was like, man, my parents are undefeated. And so that's where we started with the hashtag undefeated. Wow. It's a mentality. It's a way of life. Yeah. Yeah. So I appreciate it, you asking. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> so are these going to fit back in the box? Or my wife's going to kill me because I didn't <laughs> fold them back. But, you know, I, I stay in trouble. Yeah. It, you know, it'll give her something okay. to, that I can be in trouble for today. Yeah. So that All was right. my question. How, cool. How's the family doing? Family is great. Yeah. So I have... Four kids. They're all grown. Uh, my my youngest son is twenty. Yeah. And uh, and so my oldest daughter is thirty, thirty one. She's gonna kill me for saying that. <laughs> she don't want to be in her thirties. But yeah, 
So, yeah, four kids and and been married to my my lovely wife for it'll be thirty three years. That's next awesome. Year. Next Man. month, okay. next month it'll be thirty three years. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Congratulations on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we met at Zero Tolerance Coffee mm-hmm. last year during Senior Chiefs. He was buying coffees for the veterans. So appreciate you coming out there doing that spot. Yeah, for and he him. didn't call me to come back either. So. <laughs> Maybe I didn't do so well. <laughs> no, you did well. We will call you back out there. Okay. We're going to start that up again. It's going to be fun. All right. Yeah, good. So, I, yeah. I, I thought maybe I got canceled. No. <laughs> I love, I mean, I'm looking for a story every day, Wong. And yeah, okay. It's like, um, yeah, they never called me back to do yeah. that one again. Yeah. So. Well, speaking of stories, if you want to do a story, Kyle Golding has a phenomenal story. Okay. On how he started his uh, strategic growth business and how it, he got to where he is today and the studio that you're in this is what he's built okay and so his story is amazing so one day you should reach out to him i think well, you know i got the camera in the car yeah so, I mean, you're talking about something good there's someone <laughs> good over there so we're going it's all good it's all, all good. right okay yeah how do you start your day you have so much energy i love it. it's only 10 o'clock so how do you start your day how do i start my day so because the weather's getting nice again, I actually get up and walk about three miles. Uh, I don't, it, it got too cold and I stopped because we had, in our neighborhood, we have a park with a walking trail. And so I get up and I walk, it's, it's about three miles every morning. Uh, of course, this morning it was raining, so we didn't do it, that, we don't do the rain. <laughs> and so that's the way I start my morning is, is walking. And then of course, I, uh, I'm a spiritual man. So um, it's always, I do Bible study in the mornings. I do prayer in the mornings. And so I don't dare go out to try to accomplish anything that I do without making sure my spiritual life is good, without inviting God. Even though the Bible says God is with us always, I'm not going to even chance it or try to do it without him. So that's, that's my, 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 what do you call it, the word I'm looking for. That's my force. That's what makes me accomplish what I do is is my is being with God. That's beautiful. So yeah. before we take a deep dive into your life, would you like to say a prayer over our podcast? Yes. Over your show. Okay, let's do it. Yeah, let's pray. Father God, we come thanking you for your blessings. God, we thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for Wong and we thank you for Kyle, Lord God, and this entire establishment that that is going on here. And Lord God, we just thank you for this opportunity. We we pray that lives will be touched, lives will be changed, Lord God, through this podcast, and not through this, but through future podcasts. Bless their efforts and bless what they're uh, hoping to accomplish, Lord God, and we just know that you're in the middle of it. And we just thank you. It's in your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for allowing me to do that. I, don't, I mean, you know, it's really tricky with Channel 9, you know, because we can't just go and project God. Sure. But we hope through our actions and mm-hmm. what, what, you know, I do, mm-hmm. that what I do and what I, you know, when I go out, I hope that they can at least see God sure. and what I'm trying to do. Yeah. And so I can't go out and just preach a sermon or pray with people. But you hope that, you know, something that you say and something that you do will will kind of lead back to, oh, yeah, he he's a Christian. Yeah. So that's that's so thank you for allowing yeah. me to do that. Absolutely. Well, you can tell. By the energy that I feel when I talk to you, the, the handshake, the hugs, but just your actions on your show, your, sh- your actions, your, your posts on Instagram, you can just tell you're a, a strong man of, of strong faith 
And I, and I feel like that's awesome. And it needs more of in this day and age. So yeah. thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Now, let's talk about your life. Let's Uh-oh. talk about some of these defining moments. It just went downhill through. from there. Oh, well, we're gonna, <laughs> that whole we're, thing is gone now. <laughs> we're going to find out. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So um, along with being a spiritual man, I also do, which a lot of people some people know, but a lot of people don't, is I do a, a syndicated radio broadcast, gospel music, gospel interviews with gospel artists. So when I leave News 9, I go home. It's actually, I produce it. It's on the weekends. It's heard in about, I think it's 40-something markets right now. Wow. And so that's where I go home, and I'm putting that together, and I do radio interviews with artists. And, yeah. you know, so, yeah, that's. That's the other passion that I have. That's that music side that we were talking about. Is yeah, I do the radio broadcast, and that that kind of led into what I'm doing now yeah. with News Nine. Was the News Nine and broadcasting was that what you've always wanted to do when you were younger? No, I didn't want to do it when I was older. <laughs> <laughs> this is not people. You know, it's it's really a God thing. So what happened is I uh, radio jobs just were not plentiful. I just, I honestly, no one would hire me, and I couldn't get a radio job. And so I started working in production in television, and I guess kind of got good at it. But I've been at Channel 9 for 15 and a half years mm-hmm. now. And the, my recent job was I was the audio guy in the mornings. And so I, I started out running camera part-time in the studio, and just kind of progressed and went to doing what we call viz, which is graphics for the show, putting up the names and that stuff during the show. And then uh, my longest was doing audio. Mm. And so I was doing audio and the whole story is kind of crazy. And and we still laugh about it. Now the news director, we were in his office, me and a couple other people from production, Uh, Nathan, shout out to Nathan. He's our news director. Uh, But Nathan has, a really amazing candy bowl. I mean, with like the greatest like Snickers and Butterfingers. And he, I mean, like really good candy. So everybody goes in his office and gets candy. And we were in there getting candy. And we started joking about me doing this job. Uh, It kind of started, it was during all the protests. Gotcha. And Fact of the matter is we had no African-American reporters. We had no minority reporters at mm. the time. So, well, we did have, we did have some, but <clears throat> no African-American. So yeah. started making a joke about some of the stories that we couldn't tell. And uh, he said, well, why don't you tell them? And I said, yeah, I'll tell them. You know, it was a joke. <laughs> and we all laughed. And the, the people in production <laughs> laughed. And it was like, yeah. And, and so it kind of led on. And, you know, it was a big joke. So I go back to the audio booth where I worked and our chief photographer comes in and he says, I guess I'm supposed to get you a camera. And I'm thinking the joke is still going. <laughs> and then he he kind of looks like, no, I'm supposed to get you a camera. And I was like, oh, wait, no, we were joking. Yeah. So I go back to Nathan, the news director, and I say, hey, Nathan, what is he talking about? And he's like, well, just try it and see if you like it. And I was like, no, but here's the key. Here's the key, Wong. I knew I was supposed to do it. Uh, being a man of faith, God had kind of started telling me, we're getting ready to switch. We're getting ready mm-hmm. to do something. And, and I've been walking with God long enough to know 
you know, I, I, at that point, not knowing what it was, I, I okay, God, yeah, we whatever we're going to do, I'm, I trust you, we'll go. When he showed me that, it was like, oh, no, no, I did not want to do it. So eventually, I went out with one of our photographers. We kind of made up some stories. Uh, they weren't like, they weren't like lies, but I kind of staged some some stories and we did them. Um, and then we turned them in. And Nathan says, I really like these. I want to air them. I said, well, they're yours. You do what you want to with them. And he said, are you interested in doing this full time? And I said, no. <laughs> and I, I went back to the audio booth and God would not let me sleep because he's, we had an agreement. I mean, basically that I was going to trust him and do what he said to do. So after a few weeks or I guess a few days of not sleeping, I went back and I said, okay, let's make a deal. I will do my audio job for three days a week mm. and then I'll turn a story on the other two days and you have a story. Everything's great. And he said, no, it's all or nothing. Love it. And I said, well, I tried and went back to the audio booth. <laughs> And after a few more nights of not sleeping, I I said, okay. And I sent him an email and I said, okay, I'm ready. And he never responded. <laughs> he never responded. I'm like, well, I don't know if I'm happy or not. I'm thinking, okay, we tried it. And so he was on vacation. So oh, okay. we passed we passed each other in the hall or he walked by and I was like, oh, there's Nathan. And so then I go by and we talk and he's like, are you serious? Are you really ready to go now? And I said, yeah, I think so. So he said, okay, I'm going to start the ball rolling. And that's how all of this kind of started. Um, we were joking just even yesterday. I was not good at this yeah. initially. Um, our assistant news director was kind of working with me. And we laugh now, but at the time I quit. Probably every other day. <laughs> I literally, I, I I didn't think I was good at it. I was horrible and everything was going wrong. And even she laughs, you know, like I would turn in a story, you know, because we'd have to submit our scripts mm -hmm. uh, for, you know, what we were going to say. And she would just shake her head and fix my mistakes. And it's like, okay, go voice it. Because I just wasn't good. And I mm -hmm. needed a lot of help. But and then the type of stories I, I do something good stories now. Initially, I was just a general assignment reporter, and that just wasn't my niche. Mm -hmm. it, it was not me. And the worst story, I mean, it was quite a few of them that I just you know really I felt like I had just blown. But one of the worst was, and I'm sorry, it's kind of a, a down serious moment. But we, we go into our morning meetings every every morning at 9.30, and we throw out story pitches of what's going on, what story we'd like to do. And from there, the producers and bosses and everybody decide, yeah, I really like this story. And we divide it out, and then you come out of the meetings, and everybody's on their phones making calls and sending texts and sit, trying to set up interviews. So I was not very good at that. Uh, I would go in maybe having one or two stories. Everybody else, five, six stories. I saw this and I saw this. And I'm like, where did you see all this stuff? I What in the world? So one morning, there was a guy um, 
They said, call this guy, see if he'll do an interview with with you. And the story was, he was at work, got off work at midnight. Um, and I still remember he was a he was a really large Indian man, big guy. And uh, he he said, call him and see if he'll talk to you. He was at work, um, got off at midnight. His son was supposed to pick him up from work. Son never showed up. So eventually he gets a ride home, finds out the next morning his son didn't pick him up because he had been arrested and he was in the county jail. Oh, by the way, he's dead. Call this guy and see if he'll talk to you. And I'm sitting there like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to call this. This, I mean, to me, it's like the worst thing in the world. Mm. So I call him, and in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, just say no. Just say no, you don't want to talk to me. We can both move on with our day. And he says, yeah, I'll talk to you. So I go out, and <clears throat> he says, "I'm. we'll do the interview on the porch. He says, his brother's there. He says, my brother talk. I can't talk right now. So we do the interview, and he just paces the whole time, uh, grieving, basically. And his brother told me the whole story of everything that happened and all mm-hmm. of that. And then it was, after you get through with all that, and you're like, then you got to ask for pictures of the sun. Mm-hmm. And it was just, that was one of the days I quit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was one of the yeah. days it was just like, I don't, this ain't for me. Right. And, uh, but everybody's man, you did great. It was a great story, and I was like, "No, I'm, this is not for me." Yeah. So anyway, we got through that, uh, and then eventually they were doing the something good stories. Brian Mueller was doing them, and Brian was a sports guy, and uh, they had moved him from sports to do something good, and he got a sports job, and so they said, "Mike, are you interested in doing these?" And I said, "Heck yes, <laughs> heck yes," and so. Uh, I think the only question was, how long are we going to be doing these? And they're like, oh, they're working. We're going to continue to do them. So mm-hmm. that's how I started doing something good. Yeah. And yeah. loved it ever since. I mean, it's been really great just to go out, talk to people, do great stories, do fun stories. Yeah. And so, yeah. So that's how I got to do something good. That's amazing. <laughs> that's, and it fits your personality. And it fits it's, your energy for yes. sure. Yeah. So that... There and here we are. Yeah, here we are. Here we are. So, with that great personality and and a lot of positive optimism, how do you deal with negativity? I really don't. I mean, honestly, that's the best way to get me to walk away is to become negative. Mm. Uh, I tr- I tried to feed you know positivity into things sure. and you know kind of bring a, a good energy. Uh, if you just want to be negative, then go over there and be negative. Yeah, I really don't. I don't have a lot of patience for negativity. Yeah. And a part a lot of that is Wong when I started doing the radio show uh and I I don't like excuses for not doing, you know, that's just me. Mm-hmm. Um I'm sure when you started doing this podcast, you didn't have all of this. Correct. But you had an idea yeah. and you pursued it and it get better and better and better. When I started doing the radio show, I had nothing. I had absolutely nothing, but I knew what God was telling me to do. Mm-hmm. I remember I I had software, video editing software that I did the very first radio show with. I 
Um, let's see. Oh, I couldn't. The only way I could record was I took a video camera that I had and I plugged the mic in and I recorded onto the onto a tape. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I recorded me voicing the show. I would then take that tape and I had a way of getting that into the computer, mistakes and all. And I would go in and put that into the computer and then take forever to edit. It took forever to do a show. Mm. But I knew that's what I was supposed to do. It was on a radio station that nobody could hear at a time that nobody could hear. And I was just committed to doing it. Yeah. From there, uh, things got better. Um, and so now here we are all over the country. But if I would have given up by the challenges, the initial challenges, none of this, I would even be here. Mm. because it was the radio show that they even considered maybe he could do on air at Channel 9. Yeah. So if I don't do that, I'm not even, none of this even happens. Wow. I'm still sitting in the audio booth making excuses or and saying, man, I want to do a radio show. Mm. And so I went through a whole lot to get to the radio show. Now it's, you know, it's kind of easy and everything, you know, but if you don't start working to do it, mm-hmm. it never happens. I mean, it just remains a good idea in your head. Yeah. And so um, I will help anybody. And people call me and it's like, okay, I want to do a radio show. And I sat down with people and gone through it and helped them and do this and give them the software. This is what you yeah. need to do. it, And nothing comes of it. Yeah. And it's like, I, I still love them, still mm-hmm. talk to them. Sure. But it's like excuses don't have time for it. Yeah. You know, don't have time for excuses. Don't have time for negativity. If God tells you to do it, man, do it. You might not see the whole picture, where it's going to air, any of that, but you just got to do it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. If you're sitting in my chair, what questions would you ask yourself? <laughs> I don't know. I think I've answered everything. We probably tapped this whole thing out by now. <laughs> There's nothing. I don't know what else. Um, golly. Uh, I've just told you my whole life story. Maybe who inspires me or who who inspired me. And, of course, that would be family. Mm. Um, I work hard uh, because I saw my grandfather and my grandparents work hard. My grandparents were, they, they still are my inspiration. They, mm. they're, you know, they're gone on now, they're, you know, with God. But, man, I, I just, I just, I mean, the thing, like, at my stepdad's funeral, uh, the pastor said he, and it's just me and my brother, you know, just me, and he lives in Dallas, and we, and he said one thing you'll never call either one of those guys is lazy, mm. and I said, yeah, that's right, because my brother has a really good job uh, in Dallas. Actually, he now owns a aircraft parts company. They, it's called wow. uh, Instrument Services. So they, they, uh, for the private planes, mm-hmm. they do instrument services and. Uh, you know, service them and install them and do all that. Uh, he started working there and just worked his behind off. And when the owner passed, he left the company to him. So he now runs wow. that company. But he still, on the side, works with a guy um, from Vietnam. Mm-hmm. He His family made makes pottery, like okay. the pots that you see. And he needed help with this idea. So my brother started helping him. They formed this partnership. So they had they bought land mm-hmm. somewhere in, in Texas, you know, a bunch mm-hmm. of land. And on the Saturdays that they are out there, they have a line of cars of people coming through 
to buy the pottery. And yeah. that's his side job. But he's, yeah. you know, and then he refs games and he just, you know, basketball games for Little League and stuff. And he, you know, but that was just the work ethic that was put into us that we got from from my grandfather yeah. uh, who just worked. And then also from my, my dad. My, mm. I mean, he, he was my stepdad, sure. but he was the only man I ever called dad. Uh, yeah. He married my mom when I was 10 years old. Uh, he was an attorney, but also owned a construction business. And it was always something else. He was not, he was never going to be just satisfied with being an attorney and he had his own practice, but that wasn't enough. It was always something else. And so people don't know this and they're probably child labor laws that we <laughs> get it. But from the time that he started dating my mom, I remember in second, third grade, uh, soon as summer hit, we didn't get a summer break. We went to the construction business and even at second and third grade, it was um, our job was clean up the house. The electricians are coming. So he was building houses and we had to go in, sweep out the house, clean it up so the electricians could come in and make a mess. And then we clean it up after they got done. Uh, it was if there, if there wasn't that, it was move this pile of wood over here. Yeah. And we move the pile of wood, big pile of wood. And then after lunch, we got to move it back. And it was just that was our job. And and we got paid for it, but we learned to earn a living. But more importantly, we stay out of trouble. Yeah. And that was the whole purpose is if we're sitting at home, especially in the neighborhood that we were in at that time, mm -hmm. if we stay at home, man, I can't. I, some of those kids are in jail. Most yeah. of them are in jail. Yeah. But because we were taught to work and we weren't allowed to be with that crowd until we got off work, we're, you know, we're, I guess, somewhat successful now. But yeah, yeah we we were taught. From, you know, second, third, fourth grade, that's where you're going to go every summer until we were old enough to get a job. And we're old enough to get a job? Yeah. Oh, man. Burger King, here I come. <laughs> it's on. I'm, yeah, I'm going to Burger King. I'm going wherever. And I'm going to get a real job. And so he would, you know, get up the next morning. No, we got a job now. <laughs> yeah. I got, yeah. I'm going to work. <laughs> and so and if we weren't working at one of those jobs, it was, okay, cut the grass today. Okay, clean up the house today. We, I mean, it was never just... Sit around and enjoy summer. That just was not something that was, you know, bred into us. Yeah. There's always something to do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And we did it, too. Yeah. So, I mean, and he was an attorney, so we had a pretty good life, you know, sure. financially. So we were, it wasn't like we were struggling or anything like that, but we were, we were, what was not left out was mm -hmm. we were taught to work. Yeah. And so that's why we worked. Yeah. Are you a Burger King fan or you just, that came off? The that's top where right? I worked. Okay. I did work at Burger King. So what's your favorite food there? At Burger King? Yeah. Oh, you got to go with the Whopper. You got to go with the Whopper. <laughs> yeah. Love the Whopper. but And I don't eat at Burger King that much. Maybe that's why. But, when I, you know, every now and then I'll go by that. Oh, no, 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 no. Completely wrong. Completely <laughs> wrong. Favorite food there is they have, and I don't eat a lot because for breakfast, but they have this fully loaded um sandwich or whatever it is their their mm. their breakfast sandwich and it's called fully loaded and you're gonna make me go there now because <laughs> yeah we're, we're gonna wrap this up <laughs> but anyway they have uh it's called fully loaded it's their and i get it with the sandwich but it has every breakfast meat on it so it has the egg and then it has the sausage the bacon and the ham and cheese and oh my gosh it's it's amazing. It is amazing. And I haven't had one in, in gosh, 
it's probably been years, but yeah, love it. Yeah, love it. Yes, it I like just did a great commercial. Yeah. I just did a great commercial for Burger King. <laughs> you guys owe me. <laughs> Send checks to PO Box. <laughs> That's right. You can have it your way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go get the fully loaded, man. Yeah, be be ready to eat though, because man, it, it's a it's a full breakfast. Yeah, you should try some jam on it too. It doesn't need it. But you don't think a little sweet with the savory? Oh man. It, Okay, so obviously I have a, I have I, this is my therapy session. All right, I don't have time to put jam on. <laughs> you just got to go in. You know what I mean, it's like yeah, give me that, and it, it. I mean, I don't usually even make it home with it. <laughs> it's like let's go, and then you know if I could make it home, I probably could put some jam on it. But yeah, so who's your cameraman? I am. So you're the cameraman and the interviewer. Everything, because that when you came to zero tolerance, you set up everything. So I was like. You just do yeah, the whole that's show. that's the whole thing, um, and it's a it's a move around the country, and a, a lot of because a lot of kids that come out of school they learn to do everything. Mm. Uh, I wasn't one of those kids. Obviously, I'm not a kid, but it is. We find the stories for me. You had to find the story, go shoot the story, set everything up, uh, do your own camera work, uh, ask the questions, do everything, and then you get done. You get on the other side of the camera and you do your reporter deal. And then you go back, you write it, you edit it, you do everything. Nobody touches it but you. Mm. And it's a tough job sometimes. And and we have photographers. And so sure. if it's one of those, it's like, man, I need help with this. Then they're usually pretty good about, you know, trying to get a photographer. But uh, that's kind of the nature of the job now. We do. We still have reporters that have photographers to go with them. Uh, we're hiring more reporters to do that, and we're hiring more photographers now. Um, it, it's a good concept, but it doesn't work for everybody. Yeah. And so, but yeah, for me, yeah, I have to do it all. Wow. Or I get to do it all. Yeah. There you go. You get to instead of <laughs> and it, to. and it I works. Like it. You know, it works a lot of the time. And again, like I said, uh, you know, we do have photographers that if I have a story like that, it's like guys, I really and they know if I ask for one. I really need it. Mm-hmm. I don't just ask for one just for the heck of it. Right. But if I ask for one, it's because I really need it. Um, and there have been several stories that it's like there's going to be too much happening for me to. And, and our photographers, man, they are good at what yeah. they do. Really, really good. And so when, you know, when we have one of those, it's like I do not want to miss the moment. And when they go out with me, it is like, man, that's a good story. Much yeah. better than what we would have gotten. So, yeah, so, yeah, but typical day, I go out, I do it all. Nobody touches it but me. That's awesome. Sometimes. Yeah, well, <laughs> sounds like most of the time it's really good. Yeah, yeah well, The way it's producing, the way I see it. Sometimes. Yeah. What, what's a common misconception about journalism? Ah, uh, golly, that everything is bad. I mean, and, and I mean, well... <laughs> There's a lot of stories, you know, that I go to or mm-hmm. if they see me or if I call, it's like, oh, God, the news, you know, because we have to report the news. Now, it's not really our fault or, or you know, that a lot of it is bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's and we have a we have a saying in the newsroom, most newsrooms, if it if it bleeds, it leads. Which is really sad, but that that is the truth. Is if there is some kind of trauma or some kind of big deal, yeah. it's usually something bad. Somebody got 
you know, murdered or somebody got this or that. And that's usually the lead stories. We don't lead with something good. But our news directors and our bosses, our owner, they are conscious that people want to see some good segments in the news. And sure. that's that's what they've put me in. And so I'm thankful for it. Yeah. I don't know that I would still be doing this job had they not created the something good segment. Yeah. I, I would not have lasted. And so I'm thankful for that. But um, it's still trying to change. I mean, like when I call what we call PIOs, public information officers, mm -hmm. they like hearing from me. It yeah. wasn't like that initially. Um, they know if I'm calling, we're calling to do a good story. Sure. And and That's I great. find out something or, you know, that, you know, something good. And so it's like, oh, Mike, yeah, I'm glad to hear from you. <laughs> but a lot of times it's, you know, after something bad has happened. And we had a, we have to cover those stories, too. Fortunately, I don't. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's true. What are a couple questions you wish people would ask you, but no one ever asked? People don't ask me questions, Juan. <laughs> I asked ask a few. Uh, Kyle might have I a couple questions uh, to ask you. Um, and we'll answer. I don't know. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't talk about myself a lot. That's why, you know. That's why oh, you want me. You want to talk about me? <laughs> uh, let's go. <laughs> so here we go. I think I've said, you know, kind of everything. I've told you about everything. I'm, I'm an open book, mm -hmm. which is cool. And yeah. I, I love just talking to people. And my brother, you know, he makes a joke, you know, that people, it's not, it, it was, I think it was something that my grandparents instilled in us, that, that it's just that, that thing that people talk to us. Yeah. And so if we go somewhere and it's just like, even before I was doing this job and people knew who I was, it would just, they would just start talking. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, that's, he, he calls it the Glover curse mm -hmm. because people just, and he, they do it to him. They do it to my cousins. It's, it's cool. So yeah, we're we're, you know, my cousins and everybody. We're we're we've we've recently kind of come together. We have a cousin group text, and we text all the time. They're probably texting now. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Fridays, it's you know, let's go. Yeah, you know, but yeah. So that's yeah. Family is is important to me. Sure, family is important, that's awesome. and it's you know, it's tough. And like I tell my kids, I said, listen, you might not hear from me every day. You might not get this text every day. You might not, you know, but please understand I'm there for you. Mm -hmm. And so every time that they've called and needed something, I've tried to be there, whatever that means. Um, so I just, you know, please understand that you might not get the conversation every day. And I'm, you know, I'm busy. And, you know, when I'm not busy, it's like I'm, I'm trying to rest or whatever. But whatever you need, if you need yeah. me to move or need me just to go to dinner or whatever, I will make time for you. That's great. And so, yeah. If you were to write a book, what would the title of your book be? <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, you're not going to believe this. That would be the title. <laughs> you're not <laughs> going to believe this. That's good. <laughs> because, I mean, who goes from the audio guy to on air, right. it does it, and I and I looked at them and I said, "This don't happen, does it? This is not normal." And they were like, "No, it really is not," but it worked. So hopefully, it gives somebody else a chance. Mm. Hopefully, you know, David Griffin, our owner, uh, has always been big on having the right people in the right seat. Yeah, uh, on the bus. Yep, and that was his thing: is the right people in the right seat on the bus. That's what makes everything go. 
And so I don't think I was in the wrong seat, but there was a better seat for me. I like it. And so um, that's, you know, kind of, you know, nobody, very few people do what I did. And I don't think it's because of me. I don't think it was anything that, you know, that I was so great or anything like that. I've always been, you know, a positive, happy, joking with everybody uh, type of person. But it was all God, mm. it, it, not because I was so great or or that I am so great. Uh, and even now, I'm the prankster in the newsroom. I'm the guy that literally, uh, and they'll tell you, if you go to Channel 9, they're like, hide your phones or make sure you have them with you because I will get your phone yeah. and I will go to the camera and unlock it and take pictures of everybody. <laughs> I will go around the lo- newsroom, literally, and take pictures of everybody. I've taken pictures of them with their own phone. That's awesome. And pictures, and then the last one is going to be me. <laughs> and, and then I put the phone back, and they and I never say a word. Yeah. And then they'll they'll come to me a couple of days later. It's like you, <laughs> like, yeah, me. That's awesome. But yeah, so I'm always the person. I'm the guy that will go in and switch your keyboard around and your mouse and all that. I'm just that guy. Yeah. That is always, and they when it brings a smile. I don't know that I, you know, that that was what initiated. I'm just the prankster type guy. And so I just want to make people happy. You that's know, great. I just want to have fun. Yeah. And I think hopefully that's something that I get rewarded for mm-hmm. with the contract. Yeah, there you <laughs> but, go. You know, there you go. or either it'll get me fired or it'll get me promoted. <laughs> One or the other. Uh, <laughs> they may, you know, it may be, you know what, Mike, you're playing a little too much. But, you know, I try to set boundaries. I don't go sure. over the top or, right. or do anything that's going to really mess someone up. But, yeah, I'm the guy that's going to switch things around on your desk and your mouse is going to be over here. And when you reach for it, you're going, <laughs> Mike! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's <yeah>. Mike. <laughs> Got to keep a light. Yes. Especially with all the negativity of the news. Unfortunately, yeah. you have to report. So, yeah. And I don't light. know how they do that. Right. I honestly right. do not. I mean, the, the people that do that... Uh, they do an excellent job. Yeah. Um, Jennifer Pierce does uh, crime stories every day. That's her beat. She goes to the police department every day mm. and finds the crime story and reports on it. I don't know how she does it. Yeah. Uh, the same with uh, uh, one of our really, really good reporters, Sylvia Corkill. Uh, she mm-hmm. kills it on stories every time. And it's like, oh, my gosh. She's, I mean, she is. Those people that do that are really good at it. I just don't know how you go home. I couldn't because, yeah. and it's not me. It's not. It's not really my personality. But they handle it and handle it very well. And then they, you know, go on about their life. I'm, I'm kind of the guy that's hard to, you know, let that go at the end of the day. And they, they, they can do that. And yeah. so, um, the same with the Capitol. The people that do, you know, the politics every day. It's yeah. like, golly. <laughs> How do you do that? But the people that do it, they love it. That's yeah. that's their makeup. That's their genetic sure. makeup, and they do a great job at it. So, yeah. and they and the crazy thing, like we have a, a station in Tulsa, and they can't find someone to do the something good stories. Nobody wants to do it. Mm. So it's it's all genetically who you are and what makes you know. Yeah, they want to do the type of stories that you know they do. Mm. And so the 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 I guess the important thing is. Finding the right person to do sure. those type of stories that yeah. fits their personality. So, is there an opening for News Six up in Tulsa for something good? I don't know if there's an opening. Um, 
they run a lot of my stories, which yeah. is cool. I'm like, yeah, good deal. Yeah. Uh, but I was talking to our vice president of news who just came from the Tulsa station. Okay. And he was telling me, he's like, yeah, we, you know, the girl that was doing them took another job. And they have not been able to find anybody internally mm. that would do them. Uh, so it's kind of crazy. So you triple and have you go up there and do some there and come back? And I'll do them all, yeah. Yeah, there you Heck go. yeah. And yeah. I've gone to Tulsa. I've gone almost all over the state yeah. doing something good stories. If it's a good one, let's go. Yeah. And I'll figure out how to make it happen. Yeah. Uh, and that's, again, that's kind of my genetic makeup. Um, I've worked on Saturdays. I've worked on my days off or whatever. If it's a good story, let's find a way to make it happen. I, you know, it's, I will work all day and then go shoot a story. Mm -hmm. And my bosses, it kind of drives them crazy because that's not typical. And they're like, Mike, you're going to burn yourself out. And for me, my response is, well, I'm either going to burn myself out from working or I'm going to burn myself out from worrying because I don't have a story. Yeah. So which one you want? Yeah. And they just kind of look like, well, I guess you're going to go do a story. <laughs> so, you know, if it's not like I'm going to do something horrible or disastrous. Right. I'm going to have fun with somebody. Yeah. And that's, I don't mind doing that. And so sometimes the wife and I will get in the car and we'll take a trip to Tulsa or we'll take a trip, you know. On, on the weekend and, you know, go do a story. Yeah. And that's fun. That's, that's awesome. fine. So, yeah, I, I, I'm I that guy. I don't know. I don't necessarily think I'm a workaholic, but I like what I do. Yeah. I really enjoy it. Okay. But it's just fun. It's talking to people. Yeah. And having them tell me their story. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, Your Worst Enemy writes a book about you. What do you think the title of that book's going to be? No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, no, I not him. Oh man, that's so, yeah, because and and that is, you know, what is it? Um, a hater hates to see success, mm. and and there's no reason for my success. It's God's favor. I love it. It's God's favor, all of it. And so, you know, to 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 do a a syndicated radio show is is enough to make somebody to hate you because I have no qualifications for that. I've been doing radio forever. It's a passion. It's a love. But everybody is not on all over the country. And okay. then to take that, and now you're going to be on television every day. It's cool. Yeah. I love it. But, again, I, it's all in perspective to me. It's not that I'm so great. It's because God's favor is on me. That's and, awesome. And I don't ever want to take that for granted or, you know, assume that it's supposed to happen like that. I'm thankful every day. Yeah. Uh, I start my day off being thankful and I end my day with being thankful because, yeah. you know, I I have, there have been days when I went out there, it's like, okay, I got it today. Yeah, we're good. I got this. Yeah. And, and it fell apart. Even on, the, it was supposed to be an easy day. It was not an easy day. And so when I get done, what, what would be a typical day for most people? It's like, okay, good. Yeah. I'm thankful okay. because it, it doesn't have to be this way. Yeah. Well, believe it or not, we have some followers on our Instagram and Twitter. So we have a few followers. I'm sure. And they wanted to ask you a few questions. So I wrote oh, them down. Boy. Oh, without boy. Without grabbing my phone. Right. So uh -huh. what's the most important lesson you have learned in your job? Um, not to take it too serious. Mm. That, that um, you know, some days I'll put together a story and it's like, man, that was good. Another day is it's like. 
Mm. We survived. Okay. And and there's like I was telling you about our pitch meetings in the morning that we go in and everybody pitches stories. And there have been some meetings, you know, you go in, it's like, okay, guys, some days we have a great story. Some days we have a good story. Today we just have a story. We just have a something good story. Sure. And they're like, way to sell it, Mike. I'm like, no, really. <laughs> this is this is a, this is just a story today. And we will have something good. And so I try to do good stories and fun stories, but every day is not a home run. Yeah. Some days you're, you know, you're just sure. lucky to get on base. Yeah. And so yeah, and and you gotta uh oh. I guess the best thing is um, you can't get caught up in grieving a bad story or celebrating a good one. Mm, gotcha. You, you, there's another story coming, another day coming, and, and you can get caught up and, man, this I'm so horrible at this. I suck. This is, Or you can get caught up in, man, I just killed that one. That was the best story ever. And you'll miss the one the next day. Mm. So, yeah, don't grieve. don't get caught up in grieving a bad story or celebrating a good one. Yeah. Move on. You got to keep. There's another. Next, tomorrow's coming. Yeah. And you got to have another story. That's like a, a great sports coach would probably say. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Celebrate your wins, but don't over celebrate because we got another one. To, yeah. To win there's tomorrow. another game. Yep. Yeah. There's another game coming. We got to get ready for it. Yeah. So, yeah. Love it. Favorite childhood memory. Oh, wow. Favorite childhood memory. So many. My parents were amazing. I mean, and, and you know, you you really now where I am, I miss my youth. Mm. I, I I most kids don't appreciate it, but I miss just the memories of growing up with me and my brother, me and my my parents. Uh, I miss the memories of and and we of going to my grandparents' house and we would go. My grandmother, my grandparents would take us. Uh, it was I have four cousins. Well, two cousins here, and then we had two in Michigan that were all around the same age. And we would, uh, the four of us would spend a week. My grandmother would say, okay, this week, give me all of them. Mm -hmm. And we would spend like a week at my grandparents' house. They lived in Gary, Oklahoma, little small town, not a whole lot to do, but we loved going to Gary. And, And we were just, I mean, it was just the good life. I mean, carefree, no worries, and... And those are the days that I really miss. Yeah. So, uh, was there a specific? I'm sure there's a, a ton of specific events, um, but I really, for me, it was just life. And you know, being with my brother, uh, and he and I are extremely close. We did fight. We were brothers. Sure, but yeah. but yeah, we, we're we're extremely close now. So probably just. Being around family and growing up, yeah, you know, just just the normal everyday stuff, and that's great. Yeah, you said Gary. So, have you ever done a story in Freedom, Oklahoma? Not Freedom, no. Do I, I need to? I there's got to be something in Freedom, Oklahoma. Just the word Freedom itself is awesome. <laughs> so, okay, next I'm mission. A, I'm gonna look for Freedom, and it, okay, so if you're from Freedom, reach out to me with a good story, a something good story, and it doesn't have to be something major. Something great. Just give me a story. Love it. Yeah. Love it. What are you most proud of? Um, golly, that I didn't give up. Hmm. I, I'm, I'm proud that I, my relationship with God is still intact. Um, but through everything, and, and I've, you know, life hasn't just always been great. I've had some, some challenges and some obstacles and, you know, gone through a lot. 
getting to a place where God could use me. Um, you know, I, honestly, with what I'm doing now, I I know I could not have handled it 25, 26, even 30. I could not have handled it. It it, it is this this will eat you up mm-hmm. if you're not prepared for it. And I, by that I mean um, having people come up to you all the time. I love your stories. I love what you do. Uh, and people constantly feeding, you know, an ego. And that's tough. It's tough for a lot of people to handle. And, and that that will consume you if you're not careful. So um, this, I'm, I'm proud of, you know, that I can handle that. And, you know, through the challenges and everything that I've gone through, um, still being here and, and still... God's still using me, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it it it's tough, and you know, and at the same time, I I guess kind of I decided when I started doing this, I realized, um, you got to kind of take what people say with a grain of salt, whether it's good or bad, and we've gotten some bad stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's uh, stuff that people send in emails and phone calls. It's like, why would you think that's okay? I mean, people just literally sit and critique everything that we do. You said it this way. That word is not this. And it's like, okay, I'm sure our bosses have corrected it. Why do you think, as a viewer, it's your job to write in and tell us you did this wrong? And I had one guy, and he's probably watching. He probably watches your podcast. (laughs) But um, he decided that he should send me a message on social media. of how bad I was doing my job. Mm. Um, you're, you know, it was, you're yelling and you're bouncing up and down. And, and it was like, wow, God, dude, what, you know, what prompted you to tell me that? And so I, we had some mutual friends. He and I weren't friends. I didn't know who the guy was. And I said, who is this guy? She's, and she's like, Oh God, he's worked at this station. And he wasn't, I was like, so he's never done any. He's like, no. So, I sent him a polite little message <laughs> that um, I appreciate your comments, uh, but I work for the number one station in the market, which means my bosses have a really good idea of what they're doing. Sure. So with all due respect, I'll take any advice from them. Mm. And then I blocked it. Wow. <laughs> wow. And we move on. Yeah. I mean, but that type of stuff, I don't know if I can handle that at 20, you know, 20 something years old. That would destroy me. Yeah. I, I did not sure. have the the confidence in myself to handle that at 20-something years old. Yeah. At the same time, walking in Walmart and people are taking pictures of you and, you know, it's stuff like that. It's like, I don't know if I can handle that either. Mm. So now it's all, you know, yeah. just whatever. Yeah. Yeah. How do you want to be remembered? Um, as someone that did what God said to do no matter what. Um. I did not, I never saw myself doing this. Even working at Channel 9, I never saw myself in front of the camera. Never, never would have imagined, never would even ask to be in front of the camera. We, I mean, we have some amazing reporters and re- amazing, you know, anchors. Never would I have thought I would be doing this. And, and I, was, I wasn't ready for it. So uh, if, if you remember me, uh, just somebody that did what God said do. That's it. Um, that's the whole thing in, in every aspect of life, as a husband, as a father, as a son, as a brother, 
whatever that he yeah. did what God said do. Yeah. And if you can remember me like that, then I'm good with it. Sounds like that's how you're going to remember. I hope so. Yeah. I hope uh, so. I appreciate your time. <laughs> Something good. Segment Oklahoma News 9. Mike Glover. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank I you appreciate for having you. Me. Yeah, absolutely. Are you kicking me out now? For more Defining Moments podcast content, visit our webpage, www.undefeated.show. Follow us at Death Moments Pod on Twitter and at Defining Moments Podcast on Instagram. 